0: You ready?
1: Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy.
0: do doing later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics, the Kyrie-less, and as of about 10 minutes ago, John, at the time we are recording this, the Al Horford-less Boston Celtics. Now, a lot of elation with Kemba Walker coming to town. And early on Saturday, I kind of said, well, wait a second, couldn't we do a sign-and-trade with, like, Rozier? And none of that had really come out yet. And I got really excited for Al Horford potentially re-signing with the Celtics. But turns out he wants a fresh start. Got a big payday, $109 over four years. Something that the Celtics definitely could have paid Al. So we'll talk a little bit about, you know, was it that the Celtics didn't want to pay him? Or was it that Al wanted a, a truly a fresh start? It seems like this happened pretty quickly after a bunch of tweets went out saying it was going to take a couple of days before Al made his decision. But this is pretty much done deal and uh, pretty strong. So now we'll have to just wait and see what the details are on the sign and trade. I know we're going to have the mid level exception that we'll be able to use and they're uh, also uh, maybe a trade exception that we've seen in some, some scenarios, depending on how they work this all out. Celtics will take their time. Obviously front court help is going to be a big need. Robert Williams, although extremely talented,
1: still very young, John. <laughs> <laughs> after all that we're going to robert williams i think that's hilarious <laughs> it's like you know we've got we'll kairi right you're it. like yeah. let's talk about robert williams uh, <laughs> no they are thin you're right and it's uh it's really disappointing i think you know like you um you and i were t- kind of texting back and forth as you were you know, going nuts, I guess, on Twitter and like, it can work, it can happen. And I'm like, I don't think so. And then, of course, you know, the stuff is coming out later today. Obviously, that after Woj said that, you know, this is going to happen, Kemp is going to sign 140. We know it. Four years. Great. Wonderful. And then, Keith Smith and a few others, you know, Kevin O'Connor was saying that there was some rumors that the Celtics were the, the secret team that was interested in, in, Al Horford. And so things seemed to pick up a bit, but then cold water from, from, uh, Steve Bolpet, cold water from a couple other sources. And then, uh, of course the big bomb got dropped when, when Philly, you know, in, it got announced was Philly. You know, we can talk a bit about how, which you know, ones Al, real Al quick.
0: Not long yeah. after Tobias Harris, and when I saw the Tobias right. Harris, ironically, I'm, I'm in New York City, but when all this was happening, I was driving to not far from Brooklyn. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm right around here. Uh, no Kevin Durant sightings though, uh, but. I will tell you, you know, I'm on my way here and the Tobias Harris thing breaks and I'm thinking, oh, great, they're going to use up all that cap space and they're not going to be able to sign Horford. That's kind of what I was hoping for, but clearly I was wrong. And I had no idea what Philly's cap space deal was, but I know I know they lost J.J. Reddick, so I was like, ha they're slipping back. And then you see Butler wants to leave, and I, I'm like, oh, they're horrible. But then obviously they're going to do a sign-in trade with – butler so that one doesn't hurt as bad and jj has gone and now they get horford they're stronger than they were last year
1: mm, i'm not so sure about that you're but, still concerned about the shooting well it's 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 more than that i mean i think their their best five best players are all six eight and above and who exactly is going to guard Kimball walker Who's, I mean, I'm not saying that that's the, the end all be all, but like we've seen this story before and while Horford was able to slow down and bead, you know, obviously we had Kyrie, we had IT, I mean, there was a number of options to throw at them. If we can figure out how to defend them, which is going to be a difficult challenge as a Celtics team trying to figure out the defense as we were talking about earlier, but who the heck is going to play the, the, the point guard spot? And, you know, I, I, understand what they're doing, but they've got more than a half a billion dollars invested in Embiid, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and soon to be Ben Simmons, who's going to be extension, who's extension eligible. So, you know, we're going to have 700, 700 million dollars thrown in that front court. Josh Richardson is an interesting player. I think he'll he'll certainly make uh, a huge impact to that team. Helping for think the shooting, come. right? But I mean, a little bit, but not a ton. Like I think. But- I don't think the team fits. Is the bottom line? I don't think they fit. I think the I don't money get is it. rough
0: with Al Horford. I mean, let's just get down to it right there. You know, we had talked about stretching out all along. Some like somebody like Al Horford in Boston. Like maybe he would accept less money for longer term, right? And I think we even thought maybe even five years, but definitely under that twenty million mark. And then he's getting near twenty eight million a year over four years. I think the Boston Celtics got a little scared because in reading Twitter, and this has nothing to do with the Celtics organization, but in looking at Danger Cart, he was kind of saying, I'm not sure I'd bring back Al Horford under these circumstances, even to begin with. I mean, I would think it would be a beauty to be able to just swap out Kebba walker for kyrie irving and have another go with a another a full off season for gordon hayward and it would have been very exciting to see that and obviously again like we talked about kicking off the show thin on the front court now that would have been amazing and i think that would have been an absolute dream for all celtics fans now we've lost it but philly's gonna get saddled with this salary and he's a great great veteran and that club can use the locker room presence and can you know they remove somebody like you just said who played great defense against Embiid so that's one path sort of or one uh, path of resistance out of their way which is great but in year four they could be feeling that a little bit especially as they look to resign all of these guys including Embiid uh, and that might have been the Boston Celtics reluctance at well as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think money did come into to play. I mean, I think it was it came into play initially when they negotiated. I think it came. I think it came into play even today. I'm sure that Al's guys came back to them once the whole Kemba Walker thing had was had come to light and was no longer a stealth suitor. And I'm sure that they talked and said, "Look, do you want to move off of 109 or whatever it is, and 112." And the Celtics said no. Uh, and so, you know, you, you, you're going to take a, a Kembo, you know, an Al Horford who could have made 30, but he's instead, he's going to average no less than 25 million, um 24 million maybe, uh, depending upon if they meet their, uh, you know, some of the, the incentives that are in that contract. And I just don't see it. I don't understand. I shouldn't say that. I see why someone why the Philadelphia seventy sixers want him. I don't see why the Philadelphia seventy sixers given their their roster where it's made up, where it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's a really expensive um, security blanket for Joel Embiid. And I don't think it answers by spending 109 million. I don't think it answers some of their biggest questions, which really were in the backcourt and in playmaking. What Jimmy Butler did for that team in terms of playmaking and keeping making that team uh, a winner in the in the postseason, it was something that Ben Simmons was never able to do. It hadn't been able to do as a Philadelphia 76er. It's now going to be in his hands now. And sure, Al Horford has a part of that, but he's not as prime, not the primary distributor, not the primary ball handler. So I got questions. I realized I'm probably. People say I'm hating, fine, whatever. It's Philly. They deserve all the hate they get. But I, I just don't think I understand it. I think, you know, he would have he would have made a bigger impact here and potentially here in Boston, I think they had a chance to be a final team, a finals team. If if uh you know, Kawhi goes west, I think they would have been really in the mix. But oh, well. that's a really good here point. We are.
0: That's a really good point. Depending on what happens with the Lakers, which we'll talk about as well, you're looking at an Eastern Conference especially. I mean, who knows – if Kevin Durant ever comes back to you know full health and dominance, but the East is getting stronger, there's no doubt. Although the Lakers may be getting dominant in the West, we'll we'll talk about that, all of that in just a second. You can follow Celtic stuff live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live, as well as me at CSL underscore Justin. John is at CSL underscore Duke, and the entire CLNS Media Network at CLNS Media, Facebook dot com slash CLNS fans. Download the CLNS Media app for iOS and Android. Simply search CLNS Media in your app marketplace and youtube.com slash CLNS Media for high definition, full length locker room interviews, the garden report, the round table and yours truly Celtic stuff live. So John, um, you know, we've got to talk about the Lakers. We've got to talk about the Nets. There's a lot. And I love the fact that this was a 6p deadline and not a midnight deadline. It made it a lot more fun, I think, for a lot of people. And, um, certainly the NBA, I think they're getting more pub on free agency by doing it this way. This whole evening has been able to, uh, captivate the audience that many of them, especially Kids that would, you know, I don't care that school's out. Many of them are definitely in bed by midnight. I think, I think they're just expanding that audience and that interest. So nice job on them for bumping this baby back to 6p, even though everything broke, you know, three, four hours in many cases leading up to the actual, uh, you know, beginning, I shouldn't say deadline, the beginning of free agency. So really good move there. I, I guess, maybe before we move on, we wondered what would the Celtics do, you know, if they had to move on from Kyrie Irving and there was the Terry Rozier, Would we resign him and da da da? And then obviously we handle that with Kemba Walker. And the sign and trade does still give the Celtics some flexibility here, which is much needed. So that's great. Um that part of my wild crazy guess I got right. But I guess the bigger question is where do we go On Or how do we move on or where do we go from Al Horford now that this decision is made? Names that have been uh, floated out are in any kind of a trade. You're looking at Sabonis or Miles Turner. And then if you're looking in sort of using that mid-level exception kind of money, Looney is undoubtedly going back, I would say, to to Golden State at this point. You know, they've already, you know, maybe maybe yes, maybe no, but I would feel pretty strong about it. But Enos Cantor or even Derek Favors might be some names that would interest the Celtics. But neither of those players playing more than, you know, 22 to 24 minutes per game for their clubs Obviously not regular starters and the Celtics may have a little bit of a center by committee kind of approach. And obviously they're going to need to secure some depth. Um, you know, we're going to see Grant Williams, who I think will be able to give them some decent minutes. And, uh, you know, you're going to look at Robert Williams, like we kicked it off with, and maybe he'll give them some decent minutes and maybe they'll get, you know, a canner or favors. But, you know, honestly, what I'd love to see him do is make that trade for Miles Turner. You and I both love Sabonis, and believe me, I love him, but Miles Turner is the kind of guy that I would love to see grow older with this young Celtics core of Brown and Tatum and, and Marcus Smart.
1: Oh, oh, no doubt. I mean, I think that would be outstanding. I think, I think he's still got a lot to learn. We saw that in the Indiana playoff series that You know, Turner is a guy that certainly isn't um a finished product and he's a lot left to learn. I can't remember which game was it, if it was game two, where he, you know, it's a couple boneheaded plays and it happens. It's okay. Um Yeah. I mean, I think he's switchable. He's, he's, you know, he can, he can defend the perimeter. He's a great shot blocker. Um, can shoot the ball from three. I think, I think that's a a great fit. It's a great fit for Brad too, right? Because one of the things
0: that came out in Bull Pets article was with Kemba, they're going to play a lot more up tempo, which you know, with all the complaints that I've made about the way that this offense ran with Kyrie, I'm excited about. (laughs)
1: Well, right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that they, they are going to play fast, which is going to be really exciting for, for you and I to, and and all the fans, all the fans to kind of watch. I think it's, I think it's great that, that they're going to push that. I think it's takes the best advantage of the players they have. Um, but to find the right center is, is a challenge, right? And, you know, we talked a lot about what Vucevic and what does that mean and, uh, you know, is, is a more of a plotting, uh, post guy. Well, Vucevic added the three, but he's still not fleet of foot. Turner can get up, get up and down a little bit. I mean, he's not going to be a high wire act like DeAndre Jordan from ten years ago, but he's he's going to get th- he's going to get up and down. Certainly, uh, I, I, he's a guy I would look at. I think I think there's going to be a lot of options to look at. I, I, I'd like to look at favors and see what happens. Apparently, he's going to be let go from uh, from Utah, or they're looking to trade him. It sounds like. Um, That would be another guy that would be around the same price range but wouldn't probably cost a Jalen Brown. So if they somehow are able to get a traded player exception out of this, somehow can get a sign-and-trade, he's a guy I would absolutely target because Utah's not going to expect a lot for him, and maybe that works out. I'm just not sure if that will uh, be in the cards. But uh, he's a guy I would certainly look at as well.
0: How much would you dangle the Memphis pick? To try to shore up the roster this year, versus saying, you know what, we're going to waffle in that four or five seed, maybe, and wait for Brown and Tatum to develop. You um, know, and, and really, you know, you've talked about it on Twitter all week. Brown's a guy. That you would look to move just because of the wing depth that they have and it seems like they could bring back Mook if they did do something like that to get the, to the front court. So they'd still have depth, um, at the wing if they did move Brown. I, I, I really want to see him. I mean, the, the team that I want to see grow is, you know, eventually the reins get turned over to Marcus Smart and then you have Brown at the two and I actually. I prefer Tatum at the three, and then they try to find a way to get a little bit bigger. And and maybe it's Grant Williams and Robert Williams somehow. I don't know. But um, those young players don't tend to always stick around. You know, those ones drafted in the late 20s with the Celtics. I mean, even Terry Rozier is moving on, and that is kind of what happens on this club. But they covet these players that they've drafted in the top six and it's obvious because Danny's been very, very reluctant to include any of them in trades. We've heard many times, you know, they didn't go get Kawhi because they didn't want to give up Brown. Um, I can't remember who they wouldn't include Marcus Smart for, but we've heard several times, no, we're not trading Marcus Smart, not for that player. Um, and then Tatum even, as we were trying to do something with Anthony Davis, right, was, ah, he's untouchable. So those three players are definitely
1: a core group for Danny anyway, and it would take a lot to pry him away. Absolutely. It would take a lot. Of, and it should, it should take a lot to pry them away. And I would probably put the Memphis pick in that same category because it very likely could be in the same sort of, um, you know, sphere in terms of influence. It could be a top three, a top two, could be number the number one pick in 2021. So, you know, you don't want to just throw that away for, you know, a flyer on a guy. Um, the, Right now, there aren't a lot of options on the free agent market, but you know, I think a name that we talked a lot about two years ago is Demarcus Cousins, and all that would cost is the mid-level exception and nah. probably some time. Nah. And I know, but he did. Here's he did the best nice job in, in Golden State, and he did, you know, but he, he was around other big
0: there. stars. Ah, sure. dude, it's just I just think you just solved the character issues is what dismantled this team. You just solved it in bringing a high character, high work ethic, you know, guy and Kemba Walker. And then you're going to gamble like this. I mean, I suppose you could bring him in and cut him If it's not working out and make the commitment to, you know, having a roster that, or having a, not just a roster, but a locker room. That's got great chemistry. I think it's very important to Brad and the rest of them. I remember, when we first got back to the show after several years off, you know, we were talking, like you said, about Boogie Cousins. And, you know, I remember Mike Gorman. No, thank you. No, thank you. And I guess, yeah, maybe he is coming around a little bit. Maybe he's been humbled, you know, due to the injury and what it's done to his free agency prospects, you know, in terms of he could have been getting great paydays with all that talent and instead he wasn't. And so maybe that's a guy that's, you know, come around, you know, who did like him was Mark Spears. Remember? And Mm -hmm. Mark's a good friend of the show. And he kind of felt like cousins was getting a, a raw deal in a lot of cases in terms of how he was perceived around the league. If they took that gamble and it paid off, it'd be a huge win for Danny Ainge after losing out on Anthony Davis, et cetera, et cetera. But, I think it's a huge gamble and I almost feel like they got to kind of protect this club and this clubhouse, I guess. I don't know if you call it a clubhouse in the NBA, but, um, but you got to protect this group and let them heal a little bit and let Kemba come in and, and establish that sort of dynamic with the younger players. And, and I also feel like if, if Cousins comes onto this roster, he's going to want to get his. Right. Cause he's going to go right into the starting role. He's not going to play second fiddle. He might to Kemba maybe, but you know, he's not playing second fiddle to Curry and Thompson and Draymond and Durant. You know, it's a totally different thing. You know, he may be looking for more touches and also based on the way that this team is going, I think it's time to, to let a couple of these kids or the three that we just mentioned, really take that chip on their shoulder and do something with it because the pressure should
1: be on them to some degree. Oh, absolutely. It should be on them. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this is a situation where, you know, we've, uh, the train wheels are off, you know, and, and I think we saw from Jackie, McMullen's article, all the questions, all the concerns about what's going to happen with this team and, you know, what happened this past year. And it's not all on Kyrie's shoulders. And I believe that I think there is a lot of blame to go around. though clearly Kyrie <laughs> has a lot of that to, 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 uh, to shoulder, but, the kids have you know, this is the eyes are gonna be on them. It's not even gonna be on Kemba, I think. I think it's really gonna be on Gordon Hayward, not on Jason Tatum. I mean, all of the comments I've been, you know, hearing both post-draft and pre-free agency, it's all on Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum has to make the leap. Jason Tatum has to do this, Jason Tatum has to add this to his game. The eyes are squarely on him right now. There's no doubt about it. He has to somehow change his game he has to become in part the guy that we all expect him to be which is a pretty tough burden it's a pretty tough bar to, to to get on top of but is he is he capable of I don't know but what we're gonna find out and I think I agree with you I think adding to cousins probably isn't the right move at this point in time uh, but I do think that uh regardless of that, you're gonna have to, most of the focus of this team is gonna be on those wings and how well they're able to share the ball, participate, you know, become who we think they can be. Um, uh, you know, show the growth that Jalen Brown brought. And it's particularly if they aren't able to find a center, aren't able to make that trade, uh, it's all gonna be on those guys to make um make the, the team's success be their success. Honestly,
0: that whole Stephen Adams thing might be worth revisiting because – with the amount of offense that they should be able to have there, they could really use somebody who's defensive uh, prowess, somebody who's a rebounder, um, at least somebody who can maybe not necessarily block shots, but can impact shots at the rim. So, hey, before we dive down into that, baseball season is in full swing, and placing a wager on baseball has never been more exciting than with betonline.ag. This week, I'm watching Red Sox versus Blue Jays, and guess what? Because you're a loyal listener of Celtic Stuff Live and CLNS Media, we're giving you an extra 50% added onto your sports betting bankroll when you go to clnsmedia.com slash CSL and use the promo code CLNS50. The best part is the bonus will be added onto your balance within seconds. Again, support our podcast by going to clnsmedia.com slash CSL and use code CLNS50. A minimum deposit of $25 is required to qualify for the bonus and please see betonline.ag's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. So, uh, yeah, John, what was I just talking about? <laughs> I lost my train of thought before the break. <laughs> ah, that's classic. I was like, let's well, set the table. You did you, already win
1: well, you were talking about we were talking about trying to go deep and basically like how they solve this, like who is the guy? Who? Oh, Stephen yeah, Adams. They, right. You were yeah. going with Stephen Adams as your as your guy.
0: They need and, a defensive guy. I think the offense will be there, and they need to leave room in the offense for Hayward to get going and for Tatum, you know the question is, is Hayward coming off the bench again, or is Brown going to reprise his role coming off the bench, or does he get moved in trade because of that? Or does Marcus Smart become the sixth man of the year, which actually makes a lot of sense with Terry's departure and a bunch of young guards behind Kemba. I, w- I would think it's actually smart moves into that six-man role. Plus, he's locked up for years, and it's a role that he's totally comfortable with and started last year with, and it gives him a chance to continue to grow as the primary ball handler when Walker's not out there. But when he's coming in off the bench, he's probably going to sub in for Brown, and then he can be a defensive guard that plays a little bit differently than Brown, but again, try to mask maybe a little bit of that defensive uh, liability that Walker has, you know, just due to height and size. So, uh they they I th- I think that's probably where they're going to end up landing and then Tatum's playing the four probably more than Hayward is, but in that switchable defense that's fine. But they need somebody who can alter shots or impact shots at the rim in turn inside and they need a rebounder. The rebounding issues on this team brutal and they're not going to be any better next year unless they address it.
1: No, rebounding is a huge issue and that's that's one thing about next year's team we don't know who that center will be but the presumption is no matter who you get they should be likely a step up from Al Horford Al was not a a strong rebounder we know that at times he could be at times he was outstanding uh, on the glass but on the average he was not probably among the top top 10 of, of rebounders in his uh in his class so that's okay and this not a lot of opportunities
0: too just real quick on the offensive end just yeah. already because of brad's style but secondarily the fact that al was playing away from the basket just and then the size sure. makeup of the team you yeah. know you're not those extra possessions on offense weren't there so I'll just add that with all of that offense and maybe Brad can space it out differently where maybe they can grab a few of those O boards with whoever this player is because they never seem to get extra offensive possessions. And that would really turn the tide uh, I think for this club. And they could just, I mean, honestly, maybe they just need a rebounding specialist.
1: Well, I, even, even apart from that, I think you have to talk about what how you're going to play. I mean, Brad likes to have centers who are on the perimeter, who are playmaking, who are, you know, high post to the elbows and, and working from there. So those guys are in short supply and the number of guys who are out there who can make that are, are very limited. Um, a lot of the guys who have out there are more the rim running, uh, you know, guys near the glass. Now that takes away your spacing. That takes away your opportunities for Kemba to work and and room for uh, your your wings to work. But that may be where they are. Uh, so they may be forced to make that decision. I don't think that's probably their priority, my guess, but I, that may be where they have to be just on the basis of what's who's left on the market.
0: All right. So let's move on from the Celtics just because we got about 10 minutes left here. And I do want to talk a little bit about the rest of the league and it, and specifically Kawhi is taking his time. We were told Horford would take his time and then about an hour later he signs with the 76ers. So now we're going to talk a little bit about Kawhi cuz he hasn't even taken meetings on Sunday. That's the irony there. <laughs> and all signs are pointing to him not returning to Toronto and I'd still say Toronto made the right move there. They weren't going to get over the hump and so going and acquiring him and getting a championship the right move. Nobody there they made. They regret losing Kawhi and not having DeRozan and the years to come, but nobody should regret regret the, the gamble on winning a championship because they got it. So this was this was it. This was the play. They won the they won the gamble in terms of the season and they probably are gonna lose the gamble in terms of the player. Um, so a 50-50 split there doesn't make them great long term, doesn't does something Incredible for them in the short term. Kawhi looks to be going to one of the L.A. teams. The Lakers earlier this week cleared enough cap space to add another max contract. A lot of signs pointing to him going to the Lakers. That would be insane. Um, That would be absolutely insane. And as some of these higher-profile, top-tier free agents are getting signed that's less and less for the Clippers. It's hard to see Kawhi going to the Clippers without another major acquisition. And I just feel like everything's steering towards the Lakers. That's probably the more difficult pill for me to swallow, not the Nets, you know, because we'll, we'll end the show on Kyrie going to the Nets and and Durant joining him there and what that might actually look like long term, the one that really kills is the Lakers because they were a laughing stock and we talked about oh they'll never be able to get you know Anthony Davis the Celtics have the better package dot 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 and now they got him right and you know the uh, Rich Paul and everything else has been well documented on prior episodes but but for them to also land Kawhi if that happens I mean. That team is better in my opinion than the Golden State teams with Durant healthy and, and Clay healthy. You don't think it's better? No, 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 no. LeBron James and well, Anthony all, Davis okay. and Kawhi yeah. Leonard, you don't okay. think is okay. Okay. Right. okay.
1: okay. Okay. First of all, first of all, that's three guys. It takes five. So we'll double team <laughs> two of the guys and it be one on one on the third guy, I guess, right? They got to build a roster. And they've signed this many players,
0: but that's they got a lot of defense too. Like typically, they, you talk they have, about that, you, need you don't players. have the defense.
1: I know, but you need players. Like we saw this in in Miami. It took them a while not only for them to fit together, but for them to build a team around them. First year, they weren't very good. Year two, they got much better. I think that's what's going to happen with the, with the Lakers. I mean, they're basically. They've sat out this early period of now free agency basically because they don't have any money. They all have to spend um you know veteran minimums, but they also they're presumably they're waiting on Kawhi too. So uh it's it's gonna be a game of chicken between the Lakers and the Clippers, and he still could go to the Clippers and they'd be a great team. And I think they'd be competitive with the Lakers, to be quite honest. Uh I mean, look, LeBron has played the third most minutes by the end of next year of anybody who's ever played in the NBA. Third most. You know, and while he's had this tremendously healthy career, those minutes are going to catch up with him at some point. And it did a little bit this year, and yes, he got that rest. But the dude is 34, 35 years old. I mean, this is not going to go on forever. At some point, you have to slow down, and, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. No doubt that would be a tremendously talented and, – and just look at what Kawhi did. But Kawhi didn't do that alone in, in Toronto, you know. Anthony Davis sits out games. We don't know about the health of uh, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, there are questions. They're not infallible. Whereas you take the Warriors. Oh, yeah. It's one injury, just like Steph. we saw with Golden
0: State. They're one injury away Indeed. from being decimated. You're absolutely right about that. And, you know, that's a, that's a huge gamble. Just like, and I think, and we'll just transition to the Nets right now, the signing of Durant, I think, is a gamble. Uh Yeah. Crazy good player, but will he ever be the same? It's a big question mark. And that team, you know, nice nice job on them, right? I mean, at least they went and made a splash. And especially where they were really not that long ago, the laughing stock of the league for the trade with the Celtics. Then they wind up getting Kyrie Irving to come there. And, uh, I mean, for me, no big deal. See you later. And happy to have Kemba bummed. That we lost out on Horford, and had they played better this year, probably both of those players would be coming back. But I don't know that they would have done better. And so, you know, I'm interested to see what happens with New Jersey and the other players on the team, not named Durant, who won't play, how they deal with Kyrie during a season where Kyrie, because this is what I think is going to happen. And they may have to do a lot of roster turnover at the end, They were an upstart team this year, not unlike what the Celtics were when Kyrie was out with injuries heading into the postseason, Mm -hmm. and then Kyrie comes back, and, you know, who knows what was going on there. But if he's just waiting for Kevin Durant to come, and be healthy, and it's the following season, and he's trying to make the best of this year, I think that's a really odd dynamic for a guy who's got documented character issues at this point. And I wonder what the chemistry is going to be like with anybody who's still around when Durant gets healthy.
1: Yeah, well, and and speaking of another name, Mike Pina just kind of put this on Twitter and saying, you know, what about Jared Allen? Jared Allen is, he's exactly what Boston would need. Uh, and I don't know that you can get that in that sign and trade, but it's something to consider uh in terms of if, if they can make a sign and trade happen Uh because they're bringing Did you the move Memphis Gordon. pick
0: for him. I mean, no. he's a talented young stop player. Moving this Mem- you gotta stop moving know, this. You Memphis don't want to move the Memphis. Jesus. But...
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't. Move you the just cover seventh, it. To eighth players. Like my you, precious. This is this my is so. That's like saying I'm going to trade future Jason datum or future Jalen Brown for it. I mean, you just you can't. You can't but Jared do Allen that. is good. He's good, but he's not worth that yet. You know, I mean, and, and you've already would given you trade him... Jalen
0: Brown for Jared Allen?
1: No, no, not right now. Not right now. But but he's good. He's a very good player. Uh Could he be great? I don't know. He's got athleticism. Well, what do you give up he can do a lot of to things? make
0: that in the trade deal? I just don't know how you make that deal sweet enough. Nah, I mean, they're one. kind of doing Boston a favor anyway, not I, themselves.
1: I think you could give up your, you know, give up your own pick. I think you could. I think there are there are assets you could throw into that to make it more worthwhile. It's just it's a question. They have a problem effectively on their end. I mean, yes, they have an asset, but they have they're not going to be able to get the most out of him because they got DeAndre Jordan for God's sakes. Why that's a, a linchpin and all this, I don't know. And now we find out Kyrie and Durant took less money sticking of bringing to bring Andre Jordan. <laughs> okay. I, I, look, I, I think it's great. Brooklyn did everything they had to do. They did everything they needed to do to make this happen. But would I be surprised if in 18 months we look back and say, geez, that went up, that, that blew up pretty fast? No. And I'm not well, even talking about Well, I mean, look Kyrie. at what happened
0: the last time, you know, like they went and got Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Now – Right. Age age is a little bit different in this scenario. Like first off, Kyrie is young, right, and that's that's a big differentiator in that deal. Sure. But Kevin Durant, you know, is not as young as Kyrie and is going to be coming off one of these injuries. And how old's Jordan? I was just looking that up, but I I feel like he's on the the back end of his career too. Uh,
1: look, uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Like I think he's like thirty two, right? I'm gonna see uh, at least.
0: I'll tell you right now, thirty. Okay. So he's about the same age as wow. Durant. He's way younger than I thought.
1: He plays like he's thirty-eight. But I think by plays the time
0: Duran is healthy, he plays like he's thirty-eight. By the time Duran is healthy, that you know, he'll be thirty one. Let me check on what his birthday is, because he could be turning yeah. thirty two that the, year. End
1: of this month he turns thirty one. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. So he'll be 32, 32 and a half by
0: the time he's playing with Durant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just DeAndre does not have a game that, that is going to translate well to being older, you know? I mean, he's better once he got out of Dallas, but I, I just, that's just, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I know Karis LeVert had a great year. I know that, uh, you know, a lot of things, you know, Joe Harris and, but I, I think this year is going to be an eye opener for Brooklyn, and I, I hope Boston beats the hell out of them. <laughs> I really do. I want to beat. I them think so they bad. will.
0: That's yeah. That's you know, as much as you're throwing the hate Phillies way, and I definitely want to beat Philly and, and all of that. I, I don't have the same level of. It's 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 the Kyrie
1: factor. Oh no, They're it's the turning Ky- you. No 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 no. no. I'm not,
0: I live in Pennsylvania. I'm not becoming a Seventy Sixers fan. I just have never harbored like the competitive piece. Yes, right. Like that that's a team I actually because I was looking forward to the young pieces on the Seventy Sixers and the young pieces on the Celtics, kind of battling for years to come, and and hopefully you know wanting the Celtics to come out on top every time. But I just thought that could be a really cool. Thing to watch and I thought I'd really enjoy that from entertainment value standpoint, right? But, mm-hmm. but the Nets like, and especially it must be the Kyrie thing because you know how down I am on Kyrie, but I definitely don't want to see it that way. All right. So what do you think? What do you, what, which, which one is more likely to get well, Horford's going to get love in Boston, right? And Kyrie's not. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. It's going to be ugly, absolutely. Or do you think the
0: team will be good to Kyrie? Like, will he get his video and all no. that? No video. You think no. he gets? You think that the team is pissed? Th-
1: Listen internally, okay. Listen, and we got to talk about this video thing. And I know it's going to come up. There is no video chat for video prize for someone who played all of what one, two, three, four nine playoff games for the celtics and put in some of the worst four performances consecutively of any celtic in history i mean you compare that to what isaiah did and it's that it's night and day difference you know a lot of people are saying what we will we video video tributes for anyone now don't we like come on <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm all for being you agree with Stop that him. but in this well no not even that but just like
0: just for the right players the ones there is a themselves. reason
1: yes there is a reason why we're in the situation we're in and I'm not gonna say it's all Kyrie or it's all no, the but media Horford or this, deserves but the video
0: and Kyrie does not yeah and and this is Three a years. statement coming from you this is a statement because you're not You've been all on bring Kyrie back. And and sure. so the fact that you're – now, what changed you? Was it the Jackie Mack article? Like, why are you now like – I mean, I get it. I get it from a very objective standpoint and not emotionally being perturbed at Kyrie that he just didn't put enough time on the court and they didn't go far enough in the postseason with him and dot, 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 dot for him to get the video because he just wasn't – he was barely here for a sandwich. Right, yeah. and a cup of coffee, right. maybe, maybe a donut. I get that, but at the same time, Isaiah really wasn't here that long either. But what he did is had just the best season of his career. You know, an emotional leader, an igniter. You know, uh, had us far exceeding anything that we could have expected. And instead, Kyrie is you know subpar. But is that it? You're just that just objective about we can't give everybody a video and he doesn't deserve one. Or have you soured on Kyrie and the more you read the Jackie Mack thing, you're like, mm, you know, because you said just now there's a reason why we're where we're at right now. Sure.
1: Sure. He has blame. He has a lot of blame for the way things fell apart this season. You know, I was waiting for uh I was willing to take him at his word. Let's put it that way. And I feel like he, he was not honest with his word.
0: No, he had this all lined up long
1: before what, it happened, he, I think. Whether he did or didn't, I, I, and I, and I know that I've heard that throughout. I mean, oh, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. He's saying otherwise. Well, now he's done otherwise other than what he said. And that's the sort of thing that say, okay, yeah, well, you so heard I are. love
0: you and now you feel lied to and that's that.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's, yeah. it's, it's it's that simple. I mean, he's uh, he's a great player. He has a lot of talent, um, but everything that comes out of his mouth is usually a mess, and that's not the way to lead a team. And he's going to be the leader of the Brooklyn Nets for a twelve month period until uh, you know you know. Kevin Durant is able to play. And even when he plays, he's not going to be back to being Kevin Durant. It's going to be a lot of this season for for Gordon Hayward. And, you know, good luck to you, Brooklyn.
0: Man, I'm going to love it if Gordon Hayward goes off. And you know what? That'll be the outtake. That'll be the outtake. The little bright spot in our crap sandwich with Horford, not quite coming through (laughs) on our wild and crazy hopes that materialized in the last second. So, This broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Media mobile app. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at CSL underscore Justin, at CSL underscore Duke. A heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show. And for staff writer Samuel Elias, executive producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of CLNS Media, Nick Gelso, and my co-host John Duke, I'm Justin Pullen. Thank you for listening to this. This week's special edition, the free agency edition of Celtic Stuff Live.
1: Celtic Stuff Live.
0: All right, so Hayward, if he comes back and lights it up, Mm -hmm. do you think there's any regret on Kyrie Irving's side as that season goes on without Kevin Durant
1: or do you think it just he's oblivious to that? Well to to keep going with your your other analogy, he's already with his new girl, right? So um that you know he at right now, no. But you're right, like come November, January, February, when they get to the All Star game and Gordon's there with Tatum, uh <laughs> and Kemba and uh <laughs> you know and is just Kyrie there from the Nets. Well, maybe, maybe there's some sour grapes. Maybe there's some second thoughts. I don't know. I am partly, I don't care. I, I think the type of leader that we saw Kyrie was, is something that you probably couldn't build around anyway. You know, I think that that's what you saw in the end is when it got tough. That's the type of, you see who people really are. And we saw who Kyrie Irving, the leader is. And, that's not someone you want leading your team in that, in that type of thing. What
0: do you battle. think Hayward thinks of all this? Do you think, I mean, cause, you know, he came to Boston to go win a championship and he was a pretty, he was, he was a great player on a pretty good team that's now becoming a great team in Utah, right? So mm-hmm. he, his perspective on this has to be, I suffered through, you know, some pretty tough times. Do you think he looks at this like a fresh start? Do you think he's like, oh, no, now we're taking a little bit of a step back? I mean, you have to think about it. If Marcus Smart could play center, that's one of the hell of – and he has. I'm just not sure he could day in and day out. But, you know, that starting five of players is not – you know, they just have a hole positionally. But Kemba, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Hayward – there's a lot of talent still very much in those top five players on the roster right now. It's just that they're imbalanced with that load of wings. And I don't know, maybe it's a three-guard lineup with Marcus Smart at center. I mean, I don't <laughs> – you know, I have no idea what they're going to do next year. But um, but um what do you think Gordon thinks about all that? do, you, do you...
1: Well, there's one interesting piece is that when he was first a restricted free agent, when uh Utah did not give him the full ex- the full, uh you know, ex- yeah, it was horrible extent that they could. No, I know Hayward when Hayward was in that spot, uh you know where he's who he looked for. He looked two places. He looked Cleveland and he looked at Charlotte. And who were the point guards in those spots? Kevin Walker and Kyrie Irving. <laughs> interesting. So, so you know the, I didn't know the, he looked uh, at
0: Charlotte. So that's a really good.
1: Yeah. So, so You think he'll be
0: happy to play with Kemba?
1: I, I think so. I think so. What will be interesting- And maybe is, he regrets wanting to play with Kyrie too. Well, it was never really his choice, right? I mean, remember, cause that, the signing happened before- No, so it was after. The, that's the, what I was gonna say.
0: It, the Horford deal was part of the re- I mean, he knew Isaiah Thomas was gonna be there, but I think having Horford here was a big draw for him in terms of where that sure. team was headed. Yeah. Sure.
1: I mean, they played great in the playoffs. You know, it seemed like the hip was gonna be fine so you know it, that's that's the unfortunate thing but i no i i i think that for for hayward it's going to be uh, a a I think he's going to be able to play freely next year. You know, I think we need to figure out how those three guys fit together uh, because that was one of the first things you heard during training camp is, you know, I remember Jalen saying, we got to figure out what we're doing because sometimes I'm doing this job and, and other times in that set, I'm doing a different job. And so it, it's it dependent on who's on the floor. So they they need to figure that out. But I feel like we're going to be in a pretty good spot. The question is, like you said, it's that, it's that forward position. It's that center position. Like that is such a key linchpin. Everything else is really covered. The passing, the scoring, uh, the defense to some degree. But who's going to anchor this thing? You know, and you can sign for, you know, a nine million dollar player to do that. But, um, is that really enough? Is that, is that going to be good enough when you've had Al Horford? Probably not, but, you don't really have much of a choice and who knows maybe robert williams jumps up as, as we were talking about to start the show but chances are it's going to be a, a mishmash until something shakes out and the other thing is maybe the Celtics don't feel comfortable moving jalen brown until they've seen what gordon hayward can do that's that, or that's if a they really trade good him, point no. or if they You're, do trade him it's a sign that that he is playing well and he's he's back
0: Great point. All right. To be continued, we're going to learn a lot more over the next couple of days. And if you're still listening, you're welcome.